1: empire triple play Fantasy's football show with d mindy brass the domus doc and johnny foosball starts now
3: What's going on everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show. We are a proud member of Empire Media and the Empire Media Podcast Network. d here, joined as always by Johnny Foosball. John, did Manny do anything for you for Father's Day?
0: No, she just sat there and looked upset that um, I wasn't giving her pets. Wasn't giving did her- you
3: not give her the pets?
0: No, of course I did. She's a good cat. She's actually sitting right, uh, you can't see her. But anyway, uh, just for the record, everyone, that was a shorter countdown than normal because David didn't click go live. He just started the countdown and I had to click go live about 15 seconds in.
3: That's fine. People could see behind the curtain if I mess up sometimes. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, Also joined, of course, by the man that lives by the saying of you reach, I teach. And that's the doc, Eric Mendelson. What's going on?
2: You know, I thought you were going to say something from your bachelor party. So I'm glad that uh, it's something better than I anticipated.
3: I know one of my students today asked me that he said um, he was like, uh, he's like, yo, have me for your basketball team. I'll just tell everybody you reach I teach. And I was like, do you even know where that's from? He's like, oh, LeBron says it. I was like, no, oh, I was like, that's not where it originated from. And I had to show him the 2002 Jordan commercial and he was like, mind blown. So I didn't know that either. Actually, you didn't know that was where that was from? <laughs> no,
1: I didn't. Oh yeah, I've well, heard it done. before, but yeah, like my one, all my coaches have said that for like years, but I didn't know that I was MJ. But then yeah, you gotta, MJ then, then it. you gotta, then you gotta
2: drop. How do you like that rainbow?
1: Yeah, oh no, it, it was completely nostalgic. I loved it. Uh,
3: but you saw that man just pop on your screen right now. He's the big fan of Christina Aguilera. It's the Bradster Thomas Brad Kilgore. What's going on?
1: I was I was put into that league by Scott Fish. I did not request it, but uh, I'm gonna take it down, man. I'm gonna win the whole thing.
3: I like it, man. We got another member of the triple play fantasy team in the Scott Fishbowl. And we also have a fourth member of the triple play team in the Scott Fishbowl. And joining the team today, he's a graphics god. He's a triple play staple. He is a man amongst boys when it comes to anything fantasy baseball or fantasy football. He's your favorite Cleveland Browns fan and will spit knowledge at you to the point where you will cry because you will feel just so underwhelming compared to what he talks about it is the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Toby, a.k.a. Z2 Fantasy. What's going on, my friend?
4: It's doing good. You made me bust a little bit there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, dude. I mean, speaking, of an of, intro. Dude, speaking of, as somebody that, uh, you know, we, we work a lot together behind the scenes. Obviously, I'm going to put on the screen before we even talk about this today. But all the graphics, as we've talked about before, the one that you see on the screen and all the triple play stuff, there is no one better in the game than you, my friend. You just make everything look just completely. If I had a fire flame graphic, I would put it up, <laughs> but I don't have that. But uh, you do such great work. And then I think if people he don't realize, huh? It's because he does
1: the graphics. If he did it, you'd have it. <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> That's
3: true. <laughs> uh, but I don't think people realize just how great a fantasy mind you are. Because when we talk about it in our Slack chats, obviously, uh, fantasy baseball is a whole separate thing, which you're uh, really great at. But uh, just the knowledge that you talk about with your fantasy football stuff, too, um, I think people well soon if they don't already really recognize how great you are at it
4: hey that's i, I study it like i do my schoolwork so
3: <laughs> yeah man and uh again it, it, we're pumped to have you tonight because as we're doing our division previews we need the knowledge we need the facts we need people to understand a division like the nfc south where there's a ton of great players and then a ton of unknowns we need to kind of help set the landscape here for how we're going to draft these guys so we are in the NFC South Division, as mentioned, so we're going to break down all the fantasy-relevant players here, you know, falling stars, people that are rising up, rookie impacts, players to keep a sharp eye on in your drafts, all that good stuff coming at you. After that, of course, we'll go to our question of the week. Which former player do you feel would have an amazing career if they hadn't been robbed by injuries? And as always, we have our game of the week revealed at the end of the show. So, if you guys are ready to get another episode started, then man... We're here to do it for you. Let's do
0: it!
1: Yeah! I'm surprised. I'm surprised.
3: Were you gonna say something, John?
0: I was—I just was surprised you still had in your voice after your your week, your bachelor party weekend, to be able to. Oh still wow! I forgot like about that. that.
3: Uh, it took—I it was about two days of my voice being raspy, actually. So it's it's just starting to come back. Uh, it looks like Eric stole
1: the show, man. That was a wild video he posted on the. Timeline.
3: Oh you know, <laughs> I should have put—I should have <laughs> saved the video and put it up on uh, on here to show everybody. I totally loved <laughs> on that.
0: They'll just have to go to our Twitter and follow us. I guess. Yeah, they
3: will. Yeah. It, it there was you uh, go, Johnny. It was very, very crazy. Did you see Eric? Uh, Eric breaking out the dance moves.
2: Let, let me just say, there's very few things I won't do. I don't have much shame, so I did this to impress David's father-in-law, somebody I won't even have relation to.
3: Yeah, it was very wild. Uh,
0: Your father-in-law was there.
3: He came for the dinner uh, and some drinks and stuff. So, well, was he impressed? <laughs> yeah, He bought Eric a drink and a shot for it. So there you go. It
2: was,
3: it was a pretty wild. <laughs> Top party.
0: shelf it was like only. Eric. Top shelf
2: only. <laughs> yeah, um, whatever I wanted, I got. So it was worth it.
3: Yeah, it was. It was. A, it was a good time. But we'll we'll talk about more about the bachelor party off air, especially the um what occurred on Saturday night. But anyway, the I gotta get some news and notes here. Toby, you're the Browns guy, so I'm extremely interested to hear your thoughts on this first bit of news. The Browns were amazed where OBJ is coming back from his recovery from surgery. According to Mary Kay Kabat of cleveland.com, Beckham, she said he's looking great. Obviously, he tore his ACL back in October, missed the rest of the 2020 season. He's apparently back to full strength. He's been running full speed, cutting on a dime, having his trademark one-handed catches during many camp practices, and he's doing it without a brace or a sleeve on his knee. So, Toby, I got to ask you, should we be adjusting our rankings right now?
4: Um. I, I'm not currently because I, I enjoy the spot he's going in because I don't see him being higher than that. And a lot of people tell their ACL, we do see all these reports out of camp that they do look great and everything. Uh, but once he gets on the field and can show it, then I'll believe that he's back. But we haven't seen a good Odell since season one, season two, in my mind, and for a fantasy standpoint because of injury and just a rotation at quarterback when he got to the Browns and stuff like that. So for me, he's going to, I'm still going to draft guys like Cortland Sutton and anybody else that are going around that range over him.
3: That's fair. Uh, I'll go to you, Eric. I'll ask you how he burned you last year. Odell Beckham obviously was um, disappointed to say the least. He burned me the year before. Are you going to go back to the well with his value where it currently is?
0: Eric, that is the worst background, my man. Yeah,
1: I love that. I love that vibe. <laughs> what are you doing? He looks like his identity is being like concealed, and I'm. He's like he's forty eight.
0: He's testifying in a court case, but yeah, yeah, yeah. he needs <laughs> to hide his identity.
3: <laughs> now he just needs a voice changer. Where he's like, oh um, I
1: don't know. What do I think? <laughs> He oh, anything. Like he's frozen, he's, I'll, he's not even I'll, talking. S-
0: I'll speak for Eric. I mean, <laughs> has there been any coach or you know team that's ever said, Oh, our player's looking grody coming no, off exactly. his injury? He's gonna exactly. be he's gonna be real hampered and slow going into the season.
4: Like, yet, so dude. I
0: especially something called cleveland.com. I mean, I <laughs> just sounds to me like they did a little, a little PR.
1: <laughs> I, um. Honestly, the way everybody has hated on him lately, I think his ADP is going to get low enough that it almost doesn't matter how he performs. You know he's going to get the touches. You know he's going to be on the field. If you can get him like in the, the middle to maybe even later rounds, you just have to snag him. Like It doesn't matter what you think of him or how much he's going to be utilized in that offense. People are so down on him lately just because he's not the, the OBJ that you know made his name. That like he's he's just dropping in these these consensus rankings. So, you know, I, I think if you can get him in the middle rounds, it, it it almost doesn't matter, you know, how he looks or how good he does. Like he's just going to be a value there.
3: That's fair. Let's talk about some other news that came out here for those old people that love back.
1: Let's ask Eric.
3: No, I'm not interested in his opinion <laughs> anymore. Uh, so Jordan Matthews, who has been kind of in and out of the league the last few years, he's making a switch to tight end. It's all of a sudden becoming the new thing. He's bulked Love up it. 30 pounds this offseason. So he's trying out that tight end position. Let me ask you, Toby, are you interested as a late round flyer?
4: Who okay. yeah. cares? I, I think
3: that's enough. <laughs> I think that's the perfect analysis for it. So then let's go to the last part here. ESPN and Fox are interested in Robert Griffin as a college football and NFL analyst. Uh, RG3 wowed both networks and auditions earlier this year. And it's actually been so point where Fox interest pr- uh, prompted ESPN to increase its offer to him. So both of them are kind of fighting for his services. If he decides to hang it up, which hasn't been confirmed, if he will, Brad, I know you were a big RG three guy. Obviously he was Washington savior at one point. you think he'd be good yeah. in the
1: booth? You know, I, I've always got a soft spot for RG three since he was very racistly, uh, demoted by Mike <laughs> Shanahan. But, um, <laughs> I honestly, I've been hearing like he's he's got a lot of Tony Romo in him. He's he's able to call out plays. He knows coverages, all that kind of thing. But if he's able to do that, I almost think like any any NFL quarterback can do that. Like there's there's just so much that the regular announcer or fans don't know about the game that get these guys know in and out. That it just makes for you know exciting television. So you know uh, he's a personable guy. He's smart. He. You know, he's I'm sure he'll do a great job at it. Um, I'm rooting for him, but um, yeah, no, I'm excited to see what it looks like. I thought he was going to play a little longer, I didn't know he was thinking about hanging mm-hmm. it up so far. I didn't know
0: he, he has to he's get, yes, he has He might as well playing. just keep playing, he might That's as well what keep I'm playing.
1: Saying. Hold that clipboard, get another five mil. <laughs>
0: yeah, I just, I mean, I don't remember him being super great in the subway commercials, so but maybe that was just the writing.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that was easy to go. I just think it's interesting the trend of these players that are talking about switching to the booth while they're still playing. Like, do you wonder if you're giving your full commitment? Like Greg Olson did it last year. Jason Witten talked about going back after Drew Brees.
0: Do any of those players sound like they were giving their full commitment when going into the season? Just by their name and their age.
3: That's That's (laughs) true. Uh, It's honestly interesting to watch because, like you guys just mentioned, Greg Olson, Drew Brees, RG three. All these guys are coming to take all these other guys' jobs. You saw it with Romo taking over for um, – what's his name? Uh, um, exactly. Oh, no. It's, well, it's, uh, it's like, God, it's like uh, the
0: second wave. All those all those old players did, are getting older. The guy that re- says, like, uh, I
1: don't think so, Jim.
0: <laughs> what's <laughs> his name?
1: Know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. remember.
0: That was like two years ago, David. What it do I remember? Yeah. Like- <laughs>
1: I heard Peyton Manning's also getting a shot too. Like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want Benning Peyton War.
0: Manning. I, I'm tired like, of Peyton Manning. He's things. like
1: oversaturated. Like, I, I've had enough of Peyton. Manning. He's also <laughs> like,
0: he's so funny. He doesn't write any of his jokes, guys. It's not, he's not, He wasn't on SNL cooking it up with the <laughs> the writing team. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, we'll talk about that as other stuff another time. But if you're enjoying the banter that comes with this show, make sure you click the subscribe button wherever you find your podcast. And if you want to hear more Triple Play. Great news for you, we have a fantasy baseball and basketball show that you can also check out, available anywhere you get your podcasts. If you're enjoying the content, hook the boys up with a five-star rating and review to support the show. And check us out on all our social media at Fantasy, our website, TripplayFantasy.com, and of course, the YouTube channel, Triple Play Fantasy. You'll see, of course, all our articles, videos, podcasts, the mini YouTube series we have. We've got our Fantasy 15s, we've got our Movie Minutes, we've got... Uh, all best content you can imagine are Debbie breakdowns done by the the boys, AKA Kevin Coleman. So much great stuff that you can check out anything, triple play. Uh, and then of course the graphics guy who provides a lot of the great graphics you see in the thumbnails and all the great pictures you see that associate with triple play. So tons of great stuff if you're looking, but I'm going to ask you guys this. And if you're looking for a podcast, if I can't stumble over my words here, if you guys are looking for a podcast. I know I am. If you're looking for a podcast that's not scheming or shady just to get your money, I'm talking about the opposite of those podcasts that make you feel greasy, that you're licking your fingers. And all that finger licking is making your girlfriend give you a butt kicking. Then look no further than this podcast right here because I'm telling you, it just might change your life. And if you're watching the live version, we're not going to go anywhere. But the podcast version, we got to pay the bills. So a quick ad, and we're going to jump into the NFC South preview
1: Got your happy price, priceline. Edit that out, Johnny. All that
0: finger licking give you a
1: It's gonna Girl make your girlfriend give you, give you a butt kick.
4: Like is that a saying? Is that a it's saying? Like, that a a loud saying? Loud, How long did it take loud, you to yeah. come up with that?
0: Is that a saying uh, that's in that's in Texas? I, it might be in Tennessee too. I, I mean, every week, week
2: for the whole country where they listen to every, us. Every week, more I'm more and more ashamed to be your brother.
1: <laughs> I, and was I was just gonna do
0: a classic like Brad, we have to. We have to record a movie minute, so he's going to drop us from the
1: the, plug. (laughs) I've been so lazy. I don't feel like.
0: What
3: if I said it in like an an accent? If you're. No, no, no don't even start.
0: Let's get right into our AFC. uh, Wrong. Wrong. Yeah.
1: NFC South Division. Head of of vibes. Head of vibes. There you go. go. Way to get us back
3: on track here. Let's let's talk about the quarterbacks in this division. Let's start off with the wild card that is the New Orleans Saints, Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. Jameis Winston was QB 70. Taysom Hill was QB 29. Jameis seems like he's the better passer. Taysom is the better athlete. If Taysom starts seven games, he could be a top 10 quarterback with that rushing floor. Uh, But right now he's going 23rd off the board at quarterback, and Jameis Winston's going as quarterback 29 off the board according to consensus rankings. Doc, our Saints expert, or supposed Saints expert, which quarterback
2: do you think wins the job and do they get the job done? So I ultimately think it's going to be Jameis Winston for the more than half of the season, but I do think they start out with Taysom Hill. They went undefeated with him last year at quarterback. I actually think, I mean, he has a stronger arm than Drew Brees at this point, but I think teams are going to catch on when they have more film. He's also not going to be tight end eligible. I just had to get that in there as David leaves, but Jameis Winston's thrown for, for over 5,000 yards, 30 touchdowns. We're not going to mention the other 30 that uh, of that category he threw. Uh, I think he's, and, he's, got, he's got his
0: yeah, eyes fixed. Got, he,
2: got, he got LASIK as well. I think the, the Saints kept him after signing Taysom Hill because they really believe that he could be the, su- the successor to Breeze in the long term. But Taysom Hill hasn't done anything in the short term to say, we can't make it work, but I don't think he's the long-term solution. And they're still in their Super Bowl window now, so I think they roll with Jameis, who gives them the better shot to win. All right. So Eric.
0: What point does Taysom Hill have to retire? Because he's 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 almost thirty, he's gonna be thirty-one. Like he's not young.
2: John, (laughs) I just want to know what Taysom Hill did to you to make it you hate him so much. I don't (laughs) think you've ever said anything nice about him.
0: A A mediocre player they talk about all the time.
4: John played against him when he was tied ineligible as well. (laughs)
3: <laughs> oh yeah, good. Didn't you coin him the uh, Jack of all trades, but the master of none?
0: I say that and for a Lin- lot of players. That's Lynn Bowden Jr. And everybody tries to compare players, like, oh, he could be the next Taysom Hill. It's like, I don't want to be the next Taysom Hill. <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> well, I, I'm sure just for your sake, John, we'll we'll stop the Taysom Hill talk there. I think for the most part, it looks like everybody's hoping for the other players on the roster that it's going to be Jameis Winston and not Taysom Hill. Obviously, if it's Taysom Hill, you're going to probably draft him a lot higher than quarterback 23. I want to go to Toby next, who's going to be our Tampa Bay guy this episode. And Tom Brady, quarterback eight in terms of points, 11 points per game last year. He joined a new team, had zero offseason, and then he still threw for 4,633 yards and 40 touchdowns. in uh, an incredible season capped off with a Super Bowl win. Right now he's the ninth quarterback going off the board. Obviously he doesn't offer you much rushing upside there uh, as 200 yards seems to be the, the kind of rushing for people are looking for rushing quarterbacks. Where do you have Tom Brady this year?
4: It's like you read my cheat sheet right here off the, all the stats you just listed off because I have them <laughs> all right here. But Tom Brady, I have him – are we talking just redraft, not mm-hmm. dynasty? hmm Okay. Uh, he's – I'm a fan. Like, uh, with all the Rodgers' uh, conduction and stuff, I think he's the per- the oldest quarterback you can draft that will still be a top – I think he can be top eight. He didn't lose anybody. He's getting Godwin back. He has Gronk. He has Evans. They brought in, in Jalen Darden, and Tyler Johnson's growing. So, they just have a rotation of receivers that can get open – and i don't think he needs to rush him up upside. i mean he just threw 40 touchdowns and chris godwin wasn't healthy and mike evans wasn't healthy for two games so i think he can actually have a better if not yeah a better season than he did last year
3: so do you have him you would have him up like qb7 qb6
4: i'd have him already finished at qb7 last season okay that's where you, i put him right now
3: okay fair enough and redraft Let's, not dynasty right yeah tom brady and dynasty i think is is a whole separate animal uh, but, but
4: Tom Brady and Dynasty, if it's a super flex, if you draft that one QB at like your one through four and you just draft him in round nine or 10 late, I don't hate it.
1: Also, who's to say he doesn't play another like 10 years? So <laughs> That's I, true. I mean, it at, might, it might be all right at, at this Dynasty.
0: point. You're just going to be on old takes exposed if you start exactly. doubting him at any point. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
3: Our boy, uh, our boy Zach Attack has him. Uh, Antonio Brown's a steal for redraft. I'll be interested to hear what Toby thinks because when we'll get to the wide receivers, I actually want to ask him about Antonio Brown. Let's stay. We'll stay with quarterbacks for right now. And we're going to the Atlanta Falcons talking about Mr. Matt Ryan, 12th in points and 14th in points per game last year. Brad, I just want to read you this stat and you can tell me how you're ranking Matt Ryan next year. So we're talking about obviously Julio Jones is not with the team anymore. And you see Matt Ryan with Julio Jones. He had a 97.8 pass rating. 39,204 yards, 242 touchdowns, and 99 interceptions in 134 games. So basically, that breaks down to 292 and a half yards per game, 1.8 touchdowns, and about uh, three quarters of a pick per game. So without him, that passer rating goes down nearly 10 points. The yards, obviously, per game go down about 32 yards. The touchdowns go down about 0.3, and the interceptions uh, go up about a quarter. So his stats, basically bottom line, passer rating goes down, yards per game goes down, interceptions go up and touchdowns go down bottom line without Julio Jones.
1: Are you worried about that? If you're a Matt Ryan owner this year? You know, he's really interesting for me because he finished QB 12 last year. And as you mentioned, all those stats, you know, without Julio, but with that, you also have to balance the fact that, they're going to be so much worse that they're going to have to throw a lot more than they've thrown in the past couple of years. So with that, we're going to get more, you know, more shots on goal, so to speak. We're going to get more passes from him, a lot more yards, because they're going to be so bad. Like it's going to be a positive game script toward the passing attack. So he finished QB 12 last year. I have him ranked in the, the QB 15 area. I think he's still got a lot in the tank. And Calvin Ridley's shown that he can be, The wide receiver one on that team when Julio's out or, you know, when he's when he's missing snaps, he can take on your best corner and he can still have success. Um, Kyle Pitts is going to add a good element. They have a terrible run game, I I imagine. So I again, like I don't think they're going to be in many games, so they're going to be throwing a lot. I I honestly don't think this is a big step down for for Matt Ryan in fantasy this year. I think he's going to he's going to have plenty of chances to put up numbers. So, I also uh,
0: think there's a big difference between uh playing a game without Julio when he's missing and having a whole offseason and the, the coaching exactly. and game plan preparing for without Julio post Julio. Also
1: they again like the cap isn't real. Like if they wanted to, you know, convert some some roster or convert some things to roster bonuses or signing bonuses, like they could absolutely have done that and they could have kept Julio. The reason they let him go is because number 1 they figured they could get a haul for him and number 2 like they were comfortable with what Calvin Ridley has grown into like he's he's a very good receiver and you know I'll talk about him a little more later but that with Kyle Pitts like honestly they they're not going to they're not going to take a huge step down in terms of you know the production from from the passing attack
3: that's what we call professional tease. And I also got a sneak preview at your fan tracks rankings, Brad. So I know oh, where that Calvin go. Ridley's right. going. I, I saw it today. So I know where that's going. Uh, John want to stay, finish up quarterbacks here. Sam Darnold. He's, I don't know if you see in ghosts. I don't know what he is right now. QB 32 last year in points per game. He's away from Adam Gase for the first time in his career, which we've seen what that's done for every single person that gets away from Adam Gase. He's in a familiar offense. And, uh, and he's going to be with Robbie Anderson, who is his former number one wide receiver in New York. Do you like him? Obviously he's, right now he's QB 32 off the board and redraft. Ooh. Are we expecting a bounce back? That's from him?
0: terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I expect a major bounce back. Oh my God. I think he's going to be sort of in that, you know, mid twenties range and probably be startable by the end of the year when he gets more comfortable with the season. I mean, you said it, he's not starting from square one. He has a connection with Robbie Anderson already. DJ Moore is an upgrade over whoever the heck he's ever had catching the ball in New York. And by definition, the coaching, it will be much better. And it's a team that actually believes in him. They want him. They traded for him. They picked up his fifth-year option. They're not just trying to find any excuse to get rid of him. And he's only 24. He's seven years younger than Taysom Hill.
3: <laughs> I don't know come back to him. Uh, and it's also interesting to point out, too, that they could have drafted uh, – Justin Fields and they chose not to that was how much confidence that they had in him and I, th- I read that they were very interested to take him but they chose to go s- keep Sam yeah,
0: I'm, I'm thinking low 20s maybe and and that is he's going to peak at the end of the year when he's more comfortable in the system so you may you may maybe you stash him who knows
3: so a great basically John saying he thinks he's going to be a great QB too. I think
0: QB 32 is a terrible <laughs> ranking that is just raw
3: I agree. They're basically going off of what he was last year. He's going to be much improved from that right now. Let's talk about running backs. Let's talk about Alvin Kamara, who's paired with Latavius Murray as the two main guys in the Saints backfield. Kamara was number two in points and points per game with running backs with at least 10 games played last year. Now, here's an important thing to remember, Doc, as you break down some Kamara stuff. Drew Brees targeted his running backs at least 28% in each of the last four years. If Jameis Winston becomes the starter, he hasn't targeted his running backs more than 18% of the time in each of his last four years as a starter. So that's down 10%. The offense also isn't probably going to score as many points without Breeze. Uh, but you do have on the flip side Larry Holder of the Athletics saying that he thinks the running backs are going to be leaned heavily to start the season as the new quarterback gets used to the offense. So asking you, Kamara right now is the fourth running back consensus off the board. Do you have him a little higher? Is that just right? Where are you feeling about with Kamara?
2: I think it's just right. I mean, he had 16 touchdowns on the ground last year and five receiving. So, you know, he's, he's had double-digit touchdown three out of his four years. The one he didn't is when he played through that partially torn meniscus. So, you know, in the red zone that he's going to get looks, whether it's on the ground or through receiving. Uh, I think that's about right for him. It's interesting that uh, Alvin Kamara does not have 1,000 rushing yards in his career um, in season, but still has over 1,000 scrimmage yards every single year. Uh, I actually think Latavius Murray takes a step back this year. He's had 146 rushing attempts each of the last two years, but he went from having 43 targets to 26, and you mentioned that with Breeze, but he's going to be 31 when the season starts. I could see them giving Dwayne Washington a little bit more carry, maybe even giving it a little bit more to Kamara. Latavius Murray looked a little bit um, washed up at the end of the season, and I don't think he's at that young spry back anymore, obviously him being older, but I think he's really only good for the red zone. So if they need a a break from Camara, I think we could see a little more in Dwayne Washington this year.
3: Okay. Well, Dwayne Washington's pretty much going undrafted right now. So Latavius Murray's. So if you have, if you're drafted out of Camara with your first round pick, you're not rushing to handcuff with Latavius Murray is what you're saying.
2: No, I mean, he had four rushing touchdowns last year. So Kamara had 16, so it's not even like, oh, you have to get the goal line back for him. You know, I I don't know. I I think people are going to overdraft Murray, and I'm a believer that when a running back hits a certain age or production that it's going to go down, and I just think this is the year that we don't really see, kind of like the, the Mark Ingram, where you draft him high because of what he did last year, and he just really, really drops off.
3: I see that getting that M3 tattoo made you a lot more bolder this time around here. You got an M3 tattoo too. I did.
0: (laughs) Um, Oh, I thought you guys got like like Dave would be M two because he's the second Mendelssohn. Okay, never mind.
3: What's what's M three? Nah. The Mendelssohn three boys. Ah. It's like a boy band. We're a cult. We're a cult. So let's Let's, wanna be an M4. (laughs) <laughs> oh brad you won't if we that's a that's a brotherly bond right there if you get B, it.
1: BM, bm one black mendelson one
3: <laughs> <laughs> i love it uh toby yeah. let's go back to you man leonard fournette ronald jones geo bernard Keyshawn vaughn this backfield is stacked ronald jones was rb 15 at 11.3 points per game geo was rb 36 6.9 points per game and leonard fournette was rb 39 at 7.3 points per game I got to know, Toby, do you feel comfortable with drafting anyone from this backfield? And just keep in mind, everybody remembers Fournette when he was in the playoffs. Um, but just because of that, are you moving him up? Because remember, he only had 52 or he had more than 52 rushing yards just once last year. And that came in week two against the Panthers. He's seems like he's a pretty much kind of just maybe he used it all up in the playoffs. I don't know. Meanwhile, Ronald Jones averaged over five yards per carry and hit nearly a th- or. Hit right around 1,000 rushing yards despite only on 192 carries. You see, have Gio Bernard as the pass catching back now. What the heck are you doing with this backfield?
4: I don't really want any of it because I feel like Brady's taking a page out of Belichick's book and just bringing in all the running backs that we don't know who to pick. I will say I like Ronald Jones over the other two just because – even in like a best ball format, he can break those 90-yard runs that he would do last season and score 22 fantasy points off of two carries that he broke. So I would take Ronald Jones, but if I cannot touch any of these guys, I would rather not.
3: Well said. I feel the exact same way unless someone really slipped to the point of where you can take a late stab on them, and if they hit as the running back, you'll have Might the value be. but I, I agree with you unless,
4: unless we see like a Fournette injury or rojo injury then i would be inclined to take one but rather than that then no i'm not
1: that's that's the thing for me like if i take one i'm taking them both like yes. i have to they
4: have to be paired together at the
1: at the very least and i'd also be fine honestly just if i did take them both i could start them both in the same week like they're good. that's the kind of breakdown they have one day, you know, one guy's getting a goal line carry the next day, another guy's getting a goal line carry or I, I should say in the same game, like, it really is like a crapshoot with them, so I, I don't think it's terrible to use them as a kind of a handcuff duo. Toby, no well, interest in Gio Bernard and PPR?
4: Uh, I think I think he hurts Leonard Fournette a lot because mm-hmm. I, think, I think he will get that pace up if the end of the game work, but he's not going to see enough to crack a 12 team lineup. If you're in a 16 team league, then yeah, maybe go ahead. But Brad, I'd, I'd like to rebuttal your point of drafting both of them at the same time. Would you rather have Rojo and Fournette or Gordon and Javante Williams?
1: Rojo and Fournette.
4: I was the same. I was just wondering. Yeah. Cause I, Cause I think those two should be drafted together as well.
3: I agree with yeah, that. well no, that's fair. Um, Let's talk about the last running or two more running back groups here. Mike Davis, the running back for the Atlanta Falcons. Do you guys know who the backup is?
4: No. Javion Hawkins?
2: Quadrate really Quadri- Allison. Trying.
3: Cordero Patterson. Oh.
2: Ooh. That's right. So I just
3: took the Allison's weapon. <laughs> so that just shows you the kind of depth they have right now. Cordero Patterson, the backup. Mike Davis was RB eighteen at 9.4 points per game looks to be as solid an RB two right now as anybody as there's not much competition in Atlanta right now. He's the consensus number 30 running back. So Brad, you are Atlanta guy this episode. Are you interested in Mike Davis? And I don't see him going at 30. I think many people will probably take him before then. Uh, But, or is it worth it for you to make sure you you grab him as an RB two?
1: I, if he was RB 60, I probably wouldn't grab him. Like I, the guy's 28 years old and he's getting his first shot at being a starting running back now. Like that's, that's the time when you start throwing guys away in this league, like 28 is kind of the, that's the year of decline, or at least that's how the league views. Fresh, running backs fresh legs, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. So I like, I just, I don't, first of all, like the Falcons aren't going to be good enough for him to get the carries that he needs to get to, to even be, you know, a valuable running back one. Second, I, they struggle in the red zone. And if, when they struggle in the red zone, they're probably going to throw it. It's probably going to be the, that Kyle Pitts or, or Calvin Ridley. Like I don't, uh, Todd Gurley was, he was scoring all his points last year off of, you know, red zone touchdowns. And he even struggled doing that. Like this, this offensive line isn't built to, to sustain a, a good run game. I honestly don't see what the hype about, is about with, with Mike Davis. I, I'm kind of avoiding him altogether, and that's me with me like not even believing in his his skill set. If you do believe in his skill set, they're not going to have the game script to support him going at RB thirty. Like that's just not that's not the Falcons aren't that good. They're they're rebuilding as we speak. I don't like to take running backs that aren't going to have a chance to to be effective in the fourth quarter. I mean, have you not seen his quads? Are you not? I was about a, to say yeah. the
4: same thing.
1: Tell me, what we think they alike. Quads like that—they all got quads. We're shocked
2: like that, that a pro football player is
0: athletic
1: exactly. and strong. Well, exactly. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I thought they were all linemen.
1: I, I also, will say- Cordero Patterson is like—he's not somebody you'd ever, you know, pick up on your fantasy unless you like it was an emergency, needed a waiver wire running back or flex person. But he's like sneaky good for stealing plenty of touches. Like I. I don't think it's crazy to view this Falcons backfield as, you know, a very bad running back by committee group. Like it's just.
2: Is he still wide receiver eligible as well?
4: Yes. Probably. At least I just took him in a 14 teamer in the late round. So that's why I know that.
3: And if things go like Brad says, where Mike Davis, I mean, he kind of did Peter out at the end of last season too, when he was getting his workload.
0: Do you, give, he, do you give Patterson credit for returning maybe one touchdown a year, special teams wise, like you do uh, for Robert Woods in one end around? Uh, just trying yeah. to figure out he where did, you draw the line. I'd take he did that. it last year. He did it last yeah, year. Yeah.
1: I'll, I'll definitely, I'll give him a couple touchdowns, but uh, yeah. um, go ahead. I
2: was just going to say, John's just salty about Robert Woods and I love it. Who do you dislike more? Robert Woods rushing ability or Taysom Hill.
0: Oh, Taysom Hill. He, oh, okay. He's the same a... age as Latavius Murray, and you're saying Latavius Murray old and washed.
3: We Taysom need a, Hill, a an all Johnny, coming. We need an all Johnny Foosball hate team. I feel like we
1: could construct <laughs> it pretty well. Patrick uh, Mahomes but just, is there <laughs> but just to close out. Like Mike Davis being 28 and getting his first shot. Like if he was good enough to be a starting running back, he would have been one by now. Like this, this isn't his this isn't his time to, you know, become this breakout star and I, I just don't that that's not shit like i i don't think he's like some shitty running back i just think he's not in the system right now for him to have success at an rb30 level.
4: all right i think i think he could have some value early on if he does pop off a couple of good games you're going to get some good trade value out of him early on so if you want to take that risk as your running back 3 and then talking up that's, to your league. Mates. But that's the
1: thing. Like would you take him that high if you knew like he was going to fizzle out? Like you're basically you're spending draft capital at a very high level for a guy that you just want to hopefully trade later. Like that's, I think a
3: good point to add would be know who you're playing with. If you're playing but, with a bunch of people that really know fantasy and know it's that you're trying to sell high, it's probably going to be a lot harder. But if you're yeah. in a league with people that just see that production and think he's going to be a top 15 running back you probably can sell high
4: but if he's going around like miles gaskin and damian harrison them then i wouldn't be afraid to take a shot because i don't believe in gaskin and i don't believe in harris i'd rather have both of those guys to be honest i was
0: gonna say i believe in both of those much more we're gonna
4: have to
3: bring back the pod bet at some point because we're (laughs) gonna have this would be a perfect one toby's out or toby's in on mike davis at that value
1: and every sounds like you
3: guys would rather have the running backs going i'll take
0: harris if you want gaskin
1: I'll take both of them. Yeah, <laughs> I I actually really do like both of them. I think they're gonna have, you know, and they're both on better teams. That's that's another thing. Like they I, both yeah. have situations. The where they're gonna good. Get touches. Oh, their defense, uh, they're all the way Yeah, their, back. Defense, their okay. defense, They're just yeah. gonna be controlling yeah. the clock. They're, yeah. they're basically a running team. Yeah. It'll be interesting yeah, to watch how the yeah, they, they are run run the like six players out
0: of that defense.
1: I I will add this and then. Cam Newton had 12 touchdowns last year. Like they, they were just running. Like
4: they're, yeah, I know, I know. i
1: know. completely control the clock. Yeah. I am going to add this, and then we'll move
3: on to the last running back here. Jamie Eisenberg of CBS and Matthew Barry of ESPN both are huge on Miles Gaskin. Take that as you will. But a lot of industry experts also feel the same way about Miles Gaskin, as they think, uh, as he gets the full workload, he is the real deal. So just Where, keep what is the you know.
0: only industry expert that I care about? David think.
3: Oh man, well. Uh, mm-hmm. Putting me on the spot, I do like Miles Gaskin a lot. I don't I know even, if I'm gonna
1: bump I even him up. like Salvin Ahmed, like, I like his handcuff. Like, I, I like any running back, they're both capable in that system.
2: I like how it's the <laughs> NFC South, and we're talking about an AFC East running back. We
1: did Jordan, the AFC East last Jordan, week, uh, too. It's not even, Jordan, like it's we're doing been the a while. Twitter follower <laughs> game, but we
2: need you
3: involved in the Twitter follower game today. So, make sure you stick around when we get that at the end. Uh, John, real quick, I'm gonna ask you, CMC RB1, yes.
0: R- RB one, you know then, he's RB one. He knows he's RB one. Whoever you think you might want to pick as uh, like RB two ahead of him also knows that Christian McCaffrey's RB one. All right, there let me ask. Go.
3: The only question I was going to ask you: Are you making it a priority to get Chuba Hubbard as? Oh, the I
0: love, I love him. And I, is it Chuba or is it Chuba Hubbard? I was kind I used to think it was Chuba, but now it's Chuba. I would say Chuba. I I Chuba. can't say I I pay attention pay attention to a ton of college football, but I was watching a game and I saw that Chuba Hubbard was in the backfield and I was sold at that moment.
3: I wish his it's, name was uh, actually Chuba. Um, but yeah, so grab Chuba Hubbard. If Obviously you get his handcuff. Very valuable in that backfield as we saw with Mike Davis. Let's quickly attack the wide receivers. Let's go back to the Saints. Doc, you have Mike Thomas, Traquan Smith, and Adam Troutman is the, the big names in this wide receiver tight end group. Mike Thomas was uh, wide receiver one Oh three and averaged only 6.3 points per game. Obviously, he was hurt. He also had zero touchdowns, which I didn't remember until I was looking it up today. So you have, obviously, he's dipped from being the wide receiver one that everybody had him as last year. Brad, I think I remember you actually not having him as wide receiver one, so that was a good call from you. Traquan Smith and Adam Troutman again, have both gotten buzz, But uh, Ch- Adam Troutman, I think, has been the buzz of tight ends as I've seen him being almost every single person's super tight end. So, Doc, can you tell me about Mike Thomas? He's wide receiver nine going into this uh, year's drafts, and Adam Truman's tight end 25.
2: Do you like either of them? So I like Mike Thomas. I think he is the clear number one on that team. People will forget that he had that high ankle sprain last year, and he played through it because it was Drew Brees' final season. There's 142 targets open from Jared Cook and Emmanuel Sanders leaving, and with a quarterback that has a stronger arm, assuming it's Jameis, I really like Traquan Smith. I think that's kind of capped his fantasy production because Drew Brees can't throw the deep ball. So if Jameis does start, I really like Traquan Smith because I think everybody's talking about Adam Troutman. So I'm going to give a contrarian answer. So Adam Troutman looks like he's going to be a steal at
3: tight end 25. I don't think he lasts with everybody that's hyping him up some. So we'll see how that goes. Also, Traquan Smith caught that 60-yard bomb from Jameis Winston. So if he starts, there could be that connection there. So keep an eye on the Saints pass catchers, a bounce back season from Michael Thomas, most likely. All right. Uh, let's go back to Toby. Let's talk about the Bucks' pass catching group. And this is like a novel to read. You have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, OJ Howard, potentially making into the mix next year. Even had Scotty Miller become fantasy relevant at certain points. Don't get me started on his agent, but, The player was very decent, Uh, but right now, looking at their rankings last year, Mike Evans was wide receiver 8, Chris Godwin was wide receiver 30, and Antonio Brown was wide receiver 66. Godwin looked like to be the most disappointing based on his draft spot. Mike Evans was extremely touchdown dependent, having multiple games with three or less catches. But right now, you have Mike Evans going as wide receiver 14, Chris Godwin going as wide receiver 17, and Antonio Brown going wide receiver 50. Toby, we've got uh, Mr. Zach Attack, who, who loves Antonio Brown. People are saying Chris Godwin bounces back this year. Mike Evans is a touchdown machine. How are we feeling about this group?
4: Uh, I feel pretty confident. I like where Mike Evans is going. And honestly, a lot of people just don't seem to care that he just catches touchdowns, and he just doesn't think it's going to keep on repeating. But it has, and he's shown mm-hmm. that he can. Uh. He should have missed two games last year, but he still finished with 70 catches on 109 targets with 1,006 yards, and he can consistently goes over 1,000 yards each year. Mm-hmm. So, personally, I'm taking him over, as I aforementioned, Michael Thomas and even Terry McLaurin. And Ooh. Yeah, that that, that, that's going to that shock, shock a lot of people, that but hurts. there's a lot of mouths to feed in Washington, and I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick can feed all those. But – Chris Godwin, I like where his current AP is. I'm still bullish on buying him over like Amari Cooper and DJ Moore, but he's right there, and I don't hate it. He's going to be healthy. The hand really derailed his season last year, and I think he'll lead the team at targets and possibly catches because he is that safety blanket. Uh, Antonio Brown, um, I'm not drafting him. I don't advise people to draft him. Because I mean he is good, but there, it's just he had two like show games last year, and that that was it. And then Gronk, he's basically free in most places, especially Dynasty. But in redraft, if you can you want to take a late round flyer. But OJ Howard and Cameron Bray, it's just like a guessing game of who will score a touchdown. So that's what I have on their receiving core.
3: Toby, it sounds like you versus other Triple Play members Joe Pepe and Zach Attack will be this all season because <laughs> they are both. I, I know uh, Joe wrote an article on him on the Triple Play website, and uh, and Zach had him in the comments too. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out too. Toby, you are going uh, anti, anti. Yeah, there we go. Uh, it'll be anti Antonio Brown. We have two people that for Antonio Brown, he's going to be a very controversial player. It sounds like this off season, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's I always controversial.
4: I yeah, I don't yeah, I don't like really like him in that aspect either, so there's a little bias there. But uh he's all he's going so late, but there's guys around him in most redraft formats like Michael Pittman and stuff like that that I would rather have a lot more.
3: That's fair. Um but let's now let's talk about we got two more pass catcher groups to get through real quick. The Atlanta Falcons, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts headline the uh Falcons pass catching group. You also have Russell Gage, Alomade, Zacchaeus, and Hayden Hurst that are going to work in there somehow. Pitts seems to be a consensus top four tight end since the Julio Jones trade. So, Brad, Brad is that how you have it? And to spoil, you have Calvin Ridley uh, being the guy this year. So
1: can you walk us through that? I do, man. Yeah, I. It, you spoke about it. Like, at the end of the day, in eight games – Ridley has played without Jones. He's averaged 11 targets, seven receptions, 107 yards, half a touchdown, and that adds up to 20 points uh, PPR a game. Like, honestly, when you look at wide receivers outside of like the top 10, it's a very spotty, spotty position. Like, there's only 10 guys that will give you consistency every week and this year it's going to be Calvin Ridley because there's really no other option to throw to and they're going to throw a lot. It's going to be Calvin Ridley and it's going to be Kyle Pitts and you know Russell Gage will have a few games, but at the end of the day when you're going for targets, it's going to be Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts and they're going to have to if they're going to stay in games, it's just going to be a shootout. And we know Matt Ryan if anything, if he has anything, it's the ability to just sling it and he's a good quarterback. Like he's he's not one of these guys where it's like you don't know if he can make the right throws or you don't know if he has the accuracy. Matt Ryan can do it all. Like he's, he's a very talented quarterback. He just hasn't been able to win. So, or at the highest level, I guess. So for me, you know, Calvin Ridley was a no brainer for my wide receiver one this year. And, you know, I, I go hard with my hot takes. I had Kyler Murray. I had Deandre Hopkins. Like I, when there are guys that have this kind of consistency that, that just jump out at you, like a Christian McCaffrey, like you just know he's going to get the touches, and you know what he's going to do with them. I think Calvin Ridley's that this year, and he's he's my unquestioned wide receiver one.
3: All right, I like it. And just real quick, t- is Kyle Pitts your top top four tight end for you?
1: Kyle Pitts is not top four. Hold on, let me let me see. Actually, I have my rankings up in a second. All right, Kyle Pitts is my TE five. Okay, so right around there. So, all, that, yeah. all
0: that to figure out he was fifth <laughs> out of the top
3: four. Yeah, yeah, uh,
1: yeah.
3: I like it. Uh, John, finish is out here. Carolina Panthers pass catchers, DJ Moore, former UMD alum, your yeah, alma mater, Robbie Anderson, David Moore, Terrace Marshall, Dan Arnold at tight end, Curtis Samuel, who was wide receiver 24, is gone. DJ Moore was wide receiver 25, and Robbie Anderson was wide receiver 19 last year. Again, Samuel being gone, you have Moore and Marshall coming in there. And for DJ Moore, there were just three receivers who finished with 93-plus yards in eight separate games last year, and that was Calvin Ridley, Stephon Diggs, and DJ Moore. So the potential is there. The floor is there. He doesn't score touchdowns, but with Samuel now gone, he could go in the slot more this season. And I'm kind of interested to see how that plays out because he's also had at least 1,175 or more yards in back-to-back years. And again, you have Robbie Anderson, who's played with Sam Darnold in New York. How are you feeling about the pass-catcher group of the Panthers?
0: I'm feeling really good about the pass-catching pair of the, uh, the Panthers. I'm not going to say group. I think Robbie Anderson kind of has a repeat of last year, a, a really good year. Any sort of downside you think going from Bridgewater to uh, Darnold, I think, is counteracted just because he's played with Darnold before and has that connection. And I think DJ, uh, DJ Moore improves. Uh, on his season and finally gets in the end zone with any type of consistency because that's really all it takes because he just it's not he if he could be touchdown inconsistent he would be a great fantasy player it's just that he's consistently out of the end zone so i really think this is the year and it doesn't hurt you said it he's a turp he's going to do well and le- lastly, David Moore is not going to do anything except confuse people when they're checking box scores. They're going to see D. Moore <laughs> with a touchdown or a couple catches. They'll be like, "Oh no!" Like, <laughs> but he's not going to do anything with any consistency uh, to to matter at any point of the game, except freaking somebody out when they're wa- like half watching a game on the corner of their screen, and then. Dan Arnold just has the most nondescript name of any person I've ever heard of. Yeah. But Dan Arnold, he could be anything. He could look like anything and he's not going to he's not going to be a good tight end.
3: <laughs> I, I just love the the D Moore aspect and you're, that is so right that they're going to no, say he, D Moore.
0: Somebody's going to see like a flash like when they're in their red zone they're going to say touchdown D Moore and they're going to be like excited or pissed and then they're going to find out it's David Moore who nobody has. <laughs>
3: I love it. Well, great breakdown of the NFC South. We got to get moving, and let's move right into our question of the week. Everybody knows where that's from, right?
0: Super Mario.
3: I, I, Toby, I don't know if you saw the show where I put on Super Friends and everybody hated it and oh didn't God. understand where that was from. Like- <laughs> oh, we took like Super Friends it.
0: once an episode. <laughs> I saw
1: that.
4: It was funny. I don't get the reference because... Yeah, oh you thank go. you. Thank you. Toby, you're killing me. I still haven't
1: watched David, that by the way. I said I would.
2: David, you have to ask people our age. Toby is much younger than us. <laughs> he could have heard of it. You know,
4: he could have a big you, movie buff. 23.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but Triple Play Fantasy is, of course, sponsored by Monkey Night Fight, the fastest growing sports betting site in the United States. Use promo code Triple Play and get up to $50 of your deposit match when you become a new user and use our code. If you're looking to win some cash, make sure you follow the Triple Play Monkey Knife Fight shows that usually are supposed to be on the weekends, but <laughs> are like once a month or so. 10 to 15 minutes, a look at the gaming landscape to help you win big.
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business.
1: Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so
2: many more doors. The show
1: is called The deal.
2: Deal.
1: Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
3: So, okay. Our question of the week is, what former player do you feel would have had an amazing career if they weren't robbed by injuries? Toby, you're our guest, so I'll start with you. Who's the guy for you?
4: My guy is Bob Sanders. Mm, he uh, Colts safety. He only played eight seasons. He got derailed by torn bicep, torn up knee, ankle injuries. But every time he was healthy, he was electric, fine after the ball. Like an Ed Reed, Troy Polamalu. I think he he could have played at least 11, 12 seasons if he didn't have those injuries.
1: I haven't heard that name in a while.
3: That's a great call. <laughs> he was a great safety. We
1: should Brad. try to get him
3: on the pod. That's what,
1: That's what I was that? thinking.
3: I'm going to write that down. Uh, if he comes on, Toby, Toby's earned himself a, a spot on that interview. Uh, Brad, who's your pick?
1: We talked about him already, man, RG3. like he, I've been a Washington fan my entire life, and I've never had a season that was more exciting, a season that I didn't feel like truly insane for thinking, like, oh, this is a team that could actually make some waves in the playoffs. And RG3 was that kind of electric. And once he got hurt in that playoff game, he was never the same. He got in his head. He, he had to stop running, which was, you know, part of what made him great. And it's something that, you know, we're seeing today with, like, Lamar Jackson, who is obviously, you know, much more electric than he was. But um, that element of, of that threat of the run just adds so much to game planning. It adds so much to actual game play. It adds to, you know, how aggressive you are on third and fourth down. It just changes your whole outlook, and he was a great player. And I haven't been optimistic since he, since he left. It's a good pick there too, Doc. Who's your pick?
2: I'm going with Marcus Lattimore. This is a guy that oh. suffered a, a, a bad knee injury in college and kept on trying to rehab. But I mean, I think he would have been one of the top running backs taken in his draft class. I kind of see a, or saw a Saquon uh, style uh, running that he had. It's just a shame we never got to see it in the pros.
3: Yeah, no, it, it is very, uh, very sad not to see that. Now,
1: now, Eric, you're making me think of Bryce Love. Now, that's my uh, that's my silver medal. pick. Nope,
2: nope, you already said it. You already said yours. RG three. <laughs> Jordan, that's a good one too. I'm sure he's talking about
3: uh, Cam Newton too. Yeah, like David Wilson. Yeah, David Wilson. Jason Wave. he's in the Olympics now. Uh, John, who's your pick? Really?
0: Yeah, there's, there's really only one correct answer and it's the best two sport athlete to ever play and It's just Bo Jackson that's he was day. the original cheat code <laughs> It's Bo Jackson that's yeah, a good
3: yeah you're right you're right about that
1: Bo Jackson could argue be the, be the top answer. He could have been he could have been Hall of Fame in both sports. How amazing would that be That's nuts.
3: but let's go to our last segment of the night those were some great answers and it's going to be our game of the week.
0: Okay, two seconds too many, David.
3: (laughs) Oh, yeah, the copyright infringement. All right, well, we are playing a triple play stable. We haven't played it in a while since actually since Jordan was on the show. So I'm glad he's in the comments because he was a champ at this game the last time we played. This was, I think, like a month and a half ago. So it's the Twitter follower game. It's pretty simple. Whoever gets the closest the actual number of Twitter followers for that person gets the point. Okay. So, I'm very bad with math. So, it's going to be a group effort to try to figure out who is the actual closest here. Is that fair? All right. Good. Good beans. All right. So, Jordan is going to buzz in with his answer. And as long as he says it before I read the actual uh, person, then he's good or the actual answer.
4: So, let's no Jordan's the- not cheating. <laughs> nah, dude.
3: He, he's an honest he guy.
2: All this right. is a gentleman's game. because
4: <laughs> I, I played pole perception with him earlier in the comments of front-yard fantasy, and he got too many right, and we were kind of successful. i out your beef. integrity, I Jordan. It. <laughs> <laughs> it out. I love you, Jordan.
3: All right. First one up, it's the NFC South edition. So we're going to start off with Jameis Winston. Toby, your first up.
4: Oh, Jesus. Let me think about him. He's been uh, – I'm going to go with – we don't get like a –
3: you don't get a range it's or anything. A, it's a except, straight guess. Yeah.
4: Oh, I don't think he's that famous. I'm going to go with like 288,000. 288,000. I might be,
1: look real dumb. I didn't even know he had a
4: Twitter. I'm
1: going to go with uh, mm-hmm. 1.1 million. Oh. What? Damn. Jordan
3: on the board with
2: 300K. Oh, I feel good now. Doc? Uh, I know his Twitter handle is like Jabbo wins. I'm going to go 380K.
3: And, John?
0: I'm going 212.
3: The correct answer, and I can figure this one out myself, Toby's the closest is 280.1K. Right. So he was about 8,000 off, which is actually pretty good. So you top Jordan in there in the first question, Toby, on the board. Our second player, I'm trying to do some from each team. We have Scotty Miller from the Tampa Bay Bucks, and we're going to start with Hopefully Brad. Only
1: 12. I'm going to go 35,000.
3: <laughs> uh 35,000 for Brad. <laughs> Doc 42,000.
2: 42,
3: John?
0: I was, I was actually going to do 42,000. That's too weird. 45,000.
4: 45,000,
0: John. John, for Scotty Miller. Toby? Uh
4: 22.3.
3: 22.3. Jordan's on the board for 20k. The correct answer is 18.6k. So, Jordan, back in I that.
2: Should've, I should have figured he didn't have a lot because his agent got back to you.
3: No, his agents is it, it, uh, something I won't say on air. So, uh, but yeah, he probably would have had more if his agent <laughs> is was better. It, is it
2: my favorite word? Yeah. Okay.
3: Okay. <laughs> the next guy we're going to bring up, Calvin Ridley. And we're starting with
2: Doc 231,000.
0: John. I feel
3: like that's low, five hundred thirty-five thousand. Toby, three sixty-one, and Brad. I'm gonna go four hundred eight thousand. So who was the lowest of all you guys? I think it was um me two thirty-one. Jordan said he said I'm not out this in this round because he knows this one. The correct Mm -hmm. answer, Eric, you were the closest. It's actually only one hundred thirty-six.
1: Point six k. I'm
0: I'm the absolute worst at this game. I, <laughs> I don't think I I ever get a single one. Oh, dude!
1: Uh, after he's wide receiver one this year, it's gonna be like a million.
3: Yeah, that that'll be the breakout. Uh, We're going to go to our fourth one here, and that's Traquan Smith. And we're starting with John.
0: Thirty-two thousand.
3: Toby. Twenty-one. Brad. 45,000. Doc, 36,000. Who had the lowest one? I said 21. The correct answer is 18. I'm sorry, 10.8K. So Toby gets that one. Jordan at 27. So Toby's got two. Eric's got one. And Jordan's got one. We've got, uh, if I didn't say how many we had, we have, I believe, eight. We have eight of them. The fifth one we have is Ronald Jones. And I believe we are now back to Toby to start out.
4: Uh,
3: It's pretty nuts. Scotty Miller is more of a following than Traquan Smith. 85. 85? Mm -hmm. Brad?
1: 27,000.
3: Doc? 86,000. 86,000 for Ronald Jones.
0: I, okay, thank you. I was going to say, I don't even remember who we were doing, but it doesn't <laughs> matter. 100,000.
3: 100,000. Uh, Brad, what did you say again? 27. You were the closest 20.2K for Ronald Jones. Very low for him. Good. I would have thought it'd been a lot higher. So we're going to start Arnold surpassing
0: 40. some of these guys. To,
2: uh,
3: <laughs> We've got three guys left starting yeah, off. you should end the game with Chuba Hubbard.
2: Oh, wow. Going to
1: Brad. He's also not verified, by the
3: way, which is kind of wild. I'm
1: going to go 14,000.
3: Eric, 31,000. John?
0: 8,000, but it's not nearly enough for Chuba Hubbard.
3: Toby? 11.2. Toby, 11.2. What did you say, John? 8. Doc?
2: 31.
3: And Brad? 14. (laughs) (laughs) 14. I don't Yeah, We might have done this one when we played. I totally forgot. Uh, He's actually 32.8K. So Doc was right there. So Toby and Doc each have two. Jordan's got one. one. David, make
2: make, make this last one.
3: One Wanted the last one? All right. uh, We'll do PJ Walker. This is it for the game. And we'll start out with Doc. PJ PJ Walker has how many?
2: Uh, I'm going to say. PJ Walker has eleven thousand four hundred. Jordan says 20K,
3: John.
0: I'm not guessing, so one of one of them okay. can get it. because
2: totally. they're
0: tied.
4: <laughs> uh what'd you say, Doc? Eleven four. Eleven
3: five. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Brad, you're not guessing, I assume.
1: Uh no, but I want to interrupt this message. Wanda Franco, first career at bat walk
3: yeah as, uh, jordan with the gave us the update there i love the baseball content bleeding in here i'm all for it the correct answer is 22.4k jordan would have tied it up but just since we got to get the show wrapped up between doc and toby toby was closer going the prices right style on him so toby you. <laughs> you are the winner of the show you do get the crowd applause because that was way to beat doc anytime someone takes doc down head to head i'm all for it and with that, I want to thank you for coming on the show, my man. It was an absolute blast to, to have you join us for a great breakdown of the NFC South. I appreciate it. Can you give all the listeners everything what you do, your Twitter handle, uh, if you, any type of work that you want people to check out, anything like that?
4: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Z2Fantasy, and everybody knows part of Triple Play and Real Deal. And I just want to shout out uh, JBK Custom Designs. It's a small business from one of my hometown friends, and he creates like, uh, he makes cornhole boards and like fire tables and everything. You can find him on Instagram and Facebook at JBK Coast of All
3: right. Well, go make sure you go check that out. Appreciate everybody that consumes Triple Play Fantasy, whether you watch us, you listen to us, uh, however mm-hmm. else you can actually consume it. I don't know.